This is episode 306 on the 30th of December 2020, the final episode of the greatest talk show of the decade. There are a lot of exciting discussions which will happen tonight, which includes India's facile win over Australia in the match, as well as a couple of songs and then the reading sections. So let's start. This is Saurabh and you're listening to my favorite talk show, The Weekly Show with Aditya. The summer of 36, the lowest score ever by a team as far as the five-day matches are concerned. A shameless win, poor techniques, great bowling. These were the terms used when India lost the first match against Australia. And every Tom, D and Harry who could speak who could speak two words or who could write these words through the various pseudo platforms. Declared that this team has no chance of winning, that the opposition team, which is Australia in this case, will win the series 4-0. It will be a white wash. Well, after the events over the last four days, that is from 26th to 29th of December 2020, these Tom, D and Harry's will have to eat their own words. Despite the efforts of the team in making sure that they won the match in a professional manner, therefore erasing the scars or whatever it was of the previous match, these very individuals had to add a caveat. It's an impressive win, no doubt, after whatever happened in the previous match. Will those scars mean? Yes, that will be a topic of discussion by them, but not by me. In this context, let's discuss the DRS. What is actually the DRS? The DRS is a system designed by the International Cricket Committee or the International Cricket Council to make sure that if the batters or the fielding team feel that the umpire's decision is flawed or wrong or because the umpires have so much to do like checking no balls, counting the number of deliveries left in the over and other such activities, it was an intention to put the pressure of the fielding empires. And it's a truth universally acknowledged that whenever there's technology used, there will be some flaws. It's not 100%, but which technology is 100%? So how does the DRS work? Well, if the on-field empire gives out to the batter, the batter will feel that they are not out and they will go upstairs. By showing the universal T sign acceptable for all umpire decisions. But to say that this is to challenge the umpire's decision, no, that's not the focus here. Yes, a few individuals have 
put it on the pseudo media that it was intended to challenge the empire well the empire doesn't have any powers that they would be challenged unlike the referees in hockey football basketball wrestling and other combat sports and other team sports in cricket empires have zero authority on the ground except giving decisions on the field or counting the number of balls in an over they don't have the authority to tell the player on the field that you are wasting time a lot of time in this sport is spent when the 12th man or the woman comes trudging into the field and despite having scheduled drinks break they take a drinks yes they are athletes they are tired they need to take replenishments but if you have a scheduled break then why allow them to take a break before that or just couple of overs after that there is nothing they can do in that context if two players start arguing with each other and they get to each other's faces and it comes to blows well it won't but if it comes to blows the umpires can't do anything more than say please don't do it all they can do is submit a report to the match referee who then after hours or weeks or days of deliberations takes a final call whether to fine the particular player or not in instances of the overrates or any other such offenses coming back to the drs well we all know why the drs system came about it came about not to challenge the umpire but to take pressure of unnecessary calls so there's nothing wrong in drs yes there's some controversy over the umpire's call so there are two processes as far as the decision making of the third umpire or the video umpire is concerned first is to check the hot spot the hot spot is thermal imaging in black and white which shows if the ball has touched the bat or not after that is the snico or the rts which shows if the ball has touched the bat through heartbeats and then finally in lbw decisions there is the ball tracking system which is a software created depending on the original decision of the umpire so while the tom b and the harvey's debate over whether the umpire call is fair or not the tracker that is created only the graphic visualization of what the standing umpire thinks and despite all the experience of the standing umpires doing this job for the past 10 years or more all the decisions are based on instinct and the reaction of the players on the field and it becomes much worse when the commentators and the pseudo experts add their own words to it or ideas to the decision for example let's take the two dismissals of the australian captain in the first instance he was clearly run out or one can say that it was a 50 50 marginal call his bat was on the line from one angle but behind the line from another angle which did confuse 
the video umpire, the TV umpire, and so the decision went in favor of the batter. In the second innings, as the saying goes, what goes around comes around. The same player was caught behind, but he felt that his bat did not touch the ball. There was nothing on the hotspot or the thermal imaging, but when the Snicko was used or Ultra Edge as the software is well known in a majority of the countries. There was a spike, a big heartbeat when the ball went past the bat. Though if you look at replays closely, it did not seem as if the bat touched the ball. And as always, the batter was unhappy. Well, the batters are always unhappy when they are given out. The bowlers are always unhappy when the batter is not out. Except in the obvious decisions. Now, it's not about the DRS. It's about how the players or the teams use it. It's not about how the DRS should be used or whether it should be used or that technology is 100% or not. It's about giving more authority to the umpires on the field so that the players know that if they waste time, the umpires will write in their notebook and sanction them immediately. Instead of giving a report to the match referee who then will take his own subjective decision whether to find the said player or the team on whatever the report has been made by the on-field umpires. But that's the nature of this sport. Every sport is flexible but equally rigid in its own way. As far as the squaring of the tournament is concerned at one all without the presence of a few marquee players, well, this was bound to happen not because the current Australian team is a shaky batting order or anything like that. Australia's batting order was always shaky. Let's understand this. We use the term the mighty West Indies of the 70s and the 80s and the mighty Australians of the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s. They weren't mighty. The other teams didn't have the confidence to say that, no, you are not a mighty team. We have the team to beat you. The other teams would just cover down and say, yes, you are great. We will not even think of doing anything. And so far, the psychological thing worked and the teams were able to win. Not because they were strong, but because the other teams did not want to even make an effort. As soon as the other teams started making an effort, all this hype around the mighty teams of the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010 started melting away. So I wouldn't agree with those Tom, Dees and Harrys and the pseudo-experts that the current Australian team is not strong or they don't have the batters to make sure that they make runs. It's the fact that the opposition team has plans, they're implementing it and they have plan A, B, C, D, which was not the case 20 to 30 years ago because we allowed ourselves to be put in that situation where 
we made them strong teams. It's the same case with the likes of Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, France, Germany in football. They are the strong centers, but how do teams or countries become strong centers? Because they make sure that whatever plans they have, they implement it. There is a shelf life for teams, players, individuals and the likes. All the individuals and their prediction of a 4-0 whitewash has been laid to waste and these individuals must now take a vow of silence. But look at the hypocrisy of the experts, the media and other such individuals and groups involved. If 10 days ago it was all about poor planning, batting and bowling. This week, like a chameleon, they change colors. Now they are all praises for the team. An inspirational captain, an aggressive captain with great planning, great strategies which resulted in a great win. Everything worked to the T. So let's see what happens in the next match. Will it be 3-1 in favor of Australia or will it be 3-1 in favor of India or will it be a 2-all advantage for both teams? And before I end this particular section, a moment of controversy, the Border Gavaskar Trophy must be renamed to the Kohli Smith Trophy or any other player, even the Rahane Labushain Trophy. This ends part 1 of this episode. Stay tuned for part 2. It's the final day of 2020 as far as this talk show is concerned though it will be just another extension because the talk show is not influenced by the year. It's just a cycle that repeats itself every 12 months and we know that after the ending of a month which ends on 30th or 31st, the first comes back again. The clock goes back to one even if it's a minor change as far as the shifting from 2020 to 2021 is concerned. I have been getting emails and messages as my talk show fans want to know what all did I watch in the year 2020. Well, the year started with the watching of the TV show Special Ops a satire on the relationship between bureaucrats and special agents, intelligence agents as to how one side of the machinery views the other side. Then for a while, a few TV shows were delayed due to the events happening. So when Supernatural, the best and the greatest Supernatural TV show, which includes thriller, action, drama and suspense, Restarted though they ended quite early after the restart. So, post the production, when the shooting started, one could see in the writings that 
the script was a little subdued and the writers tried to make sure that they inducted the events of the past four to five months. It ended with an outtake by the two major characters that they enjoyed shooting this particular TV show for the past 15 years and it was time when they were going to end it and despite all the events they were happy that the shooting ended. They thanked all their fanatics who stood by them as far as the particular TV show was concerned. There is a question by my fans that Supernatural is not your run-of-the-mill web series. Maybe not, but I have found a way to watch such exclusive cable TV shows as well. For me, there is no difference between watching a TV show on the cable networks or, as I said, the digital cable networks. Other TV shows that I'm watching currently include The Person of Interest, CSI, Good Wife, Boston Legal, Blind Spot, Lucifer and the others and of course a few old movies because the best advantage of watching movies at home having your own home theater is that you can skip the songs. How does one define an Indian movie? An Indian movie of around 140 minutes which is 2 hours 20 minutes is 7 to 8 minutes of opening credits. 40 minutes of songs, that's nearly 50 minutes taken out of the 140 minutes. 5 to 6 minutes of closing credits, so that's 60 minutes of nothingness, which leaves 40 minutes of actual content. Let's revise. 10 minutes of opening credits, 40 minutes of songs and 10 minutes of at least closing credit. Give or take a few minutes. Essentially, a good movie would be at least 60 minutes of content, but Indian movie is only 40 to 50 minutes of actual content and rest is just a waste of time. Why did I watch these old movies? Because they were present on these digital cable networks. I wanted a different point of view than what I had when I watched a couple of years ago or a decade ago and so on and so forth. But unlike the rest of the world, I didn't need an excuse to suddenly start reading good books or start watching decent TV shows and movies. That's been my schedule whether there was a stoppage or any other such overt incident. This ends part 2 of this episode. Stay tuned for part 3. Welcome to part 3 of this episode. The title of tonight's song is Good Times. I'm gonna leave the day behind. Don't you worry because I'm gonna have a real good time. We're gonna have a real good time. 
I'm gonna leave the world outside, spend my money. Oh, it's gonna be a real good night. We're gonna have a real good night. Go late night shopping, high street hopping. Don't you worry, worry. Let's go west end clubbing, champagne popping. Gonna have a real good. Let's keep it rocking. Party ain't stopping. Don't you worry worry let's keep it keep it rocking party ain't stopping gonna be real good no fear good times are here when i come round the good times appear good times are near i like to live life like where they are all gone the good times appear when late nights shopping on the thursday and i pull out more than a birthday I'm always flying abroad. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm gonna be on the first plane. Time to fight. When it's over, I can come alive. Move to live a higher life. Now when the DJ drops a song of mine, I'll be satisfied. I'm gonna leave the day behind. Don't you worry because I'm gonna have a real good time. We're gonna have a real good time. I'm gonna leave the world outside, spend my money. Oh, it's gonna be a real good night. We're gonna have a real good night. Go late night shopping, high street hopping. Don't you worry, worry. Let's go west end clubbing, champagne popping. Gonna have a real good. Let's keep it rocking. Party ain't stopping. Be real good. I want everybody on the list to feel this fantastic. If you see a good time, grab it, have a laugh. Don't let it pass. We get one life and it goes quite rapid. Bad times can't match it. This is the best way to live. Don't stop party all round the clock with no negatives. Have a good time and stay positive. Nine to five, when it's over, I can come alive. I'm in the mood to live a higher life. Now, when the DJ drops a song of mine, I'll be satisfied. I'm gonna leave the day behind. Don't you worry, cause I'm gonna have a real good time. We're gonna have a real good time. I'm gonna leave the world outside, spend my money. Oh, it's gonna be a real good night. Gonna have a real good night. Go late night shopping, high street hopping. Don't you worry, worry. Let's go west end clubbing, champagne popping. Gonna have a real good. Let's keep it rocking. Party ain't stopping. Don't you worry, worry. Let's keep it, keep it rocking. Party ain't stopping. Gonna be a real good. Passing out and share with the fam and give the whole nation out. Keep the level up while the rest are fishing out. Anybody gassing and I'm lashing out standard. Just started. Party ain't over. We can't beat that everybody still sober. Call all the freeloaders over. Tell them to have a bottle and a glass on me. The night ain't done. The night's still young it's just started it's just begun the night ain't over it's only one
faint half hearted and spending more than a ton celebrate every day like a birthday the party don't stop unless we say come in the mic like if i was the dj you only get one life no replay going to leave the day behind don't you worry cause i'm going to have a real good time we're going to have a real good time i'm going to leave the world outside spend my money or oh, it's going to be a real good night we're going to have a real good night going to late night shopping high street hopping don't you worry worry let's go west and clubbing champagne popping gonna have a real good let's keep it rocking party ain't stopping don't you worry worry let's keep it keep it rocking party ain't stopping gonna be a real good this ends part Three of this episode. Stay tuned for part four. Welcome to part four of this episode and reading section one. Agatha Christie, The Labors of Hercules, Chapter Two, The Lernian Hydra. Field was silent for a minute or two. Then he said, "This business is killing me. I must have hope. Somehow or other, I feel that you will be able to do something for me. I will be honest with you, Monsieur Poirot. I did not care deeply for my wife. I made her, I think, a good husband, but I was never really in love with her." and this girl jean the perspiration came out in a fine dew on the doctor's forehead he said i i should have asked her to marry me before now if it weren't for all this scandal and talk poirot sat back in his chair he said now at last we have come to the true facts oh bien doctor oldfield i will take up your case but remember this it is the truth that i shall seek out old field said bitterly isn't the truth that's going to hurt me he hesitated and said you know i have contemplated the possibility of an action for slander if i could pin anyone down to a definite accusation surely then i should be vindicated at least sometimes i think so at other times i think i it would only make things worse give bigger publicity to the whole thing and have people saying it may have been proved but there is no smoke without fire but poro tell me honestly is there any way out of this nightmare there is always a way said hercule poirot we are going into the country georges said hercule poirot to his valet indeed sir indeed sir said the imperturbable george 
and the purpose of a journey is to destroy a monster with nine heads. Really, sir, something after the style of the Loch Ness monster? Less tangible than that. I did not refer to a flesh and blood animal, George. I misunderstood you, sir. It would be easier if it were one. There is nothing so intangible, so difficult to pin down as a source of rumor. And these lines are so true even in the pseudo-media world of the 22nd century. And now, how will Hercule Poirot and his valet take this intangible monster called rumor? Let's find out in the next episode. Welcome to part 5 of this episode that is reading section 2. P.G. Woodhouse, Arms Omnibus, short story, titled Stiff Upper Lip Jeeves, Chapter 20. Becoming increasingly bitter about this man, Plank, and the tendency he seemed to be developing of haunting me like a family spectre. I couldn't imagine what he was doing there. Whatever the faults of the totale tars, I had supposed that when there, one would please be free from his society. He had an excellent home in Hockley come Mestern and one sought in vain for an explanation of why the hell he didn't stay in it. My disapproval extended to the personnel of the various native tribes he had encountered in the course of his explorations. On his own showing, he had for years been haunting in uninvited on the aborigines of Brazil, the Congo and elsewhere. Not one of them apparently had the enterprise to get after him with a spear or to save it with poison darts from the family blowpipe. And these were fellows who called themselves savages, savages forsooth. The savages in the book I used to read in my childhood would have had in the obituary column before he could say what ho. But with the ones you get nowadays, it's all slackness and laissez-faire. Can't be bothered. Leave it to somebody else. Let George do it. One sometimes wonders what the world's coming to. What is the world coming to indeed? The world of rumors, savages, pseudo-viruses, glanced over as Todd Milligan, the fourth member of the Joint Task Force, entered the room. A fifth member, Lisa Davenport, a psychologist by training, had not returned to the group, opting instead to go back to private practice in Chicago. Milligan was in his mid-thirties, six feet tall with close cropped hair and a physique that appeared 
chiseled out of granite. He and Decker had initially butted heads, but now the two men got along as well as Decker could with anyone. Decker had trouble relating to people. That had not always been the case because he was not the same person he had once been. In addition to synesthesia, Decker also had hyperthermia, or perfect recall after suffering a brain trauma on the same vicious hit in his very short career in the NFL. It had altered his personality, changing him from gregarious and fun-loving to aloof and lacking the ability to recognize social cues, a skill most people took for granted. People first meeting him assumed he was somewhere on the autism spectrum. They might not be far off in that assumption. What are you doing? Decker said Milligan. He was dressed like always in a dark suit with a spotless crisp white shirt and striped tie. Next to him, suddenly attired, Decker looked borderline homeless. Better than she is, said Decker, indicating Berkshire's body. What do we know about her so far? This ends episode number 306 on the 30th of December 2020 and part 6 of this episode. Stay tuned for the next episode, episode number 307 in the new year. For more awesome content, tune in to the next episode of the weekly show with other.